1: This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good, scary good, and this crowd is going bananas.
2: As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this adventure are Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. A Wednesday with seven games on the slate. I actually like this uh, board quite a bit, not just from a betting standpoint, but I just think it's got some some weirdness written all over it, some, some interesting matchups um, that we'll get to. We'll start with our favorite dogs. A uh, little tough here because there are some ugly ones on the slate. Um, but Nick, you and I are, are both in agreement here. I'm going to save my thoughts on Jets and Leafs at towards the end till till the end. But uh, you like the Jets here as your favorite underdog. They're plus 115 at the time of recording uh, on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon for Wednesday night in Toronto.
0: Yeah, at the yeah, exactly. You said it plus 116 at the time of recording. I think all three of us are in agreement. And I think the public is going to be even more in agreement in not quite getting this Jets line. Even with Mark Scheifele questionable, Gabe Velarde questionable, and Bressois confirmed as the Jets goalie, and he's been excellent, I still can't get to this number. Like, I think, and if anything, I'm probably someone who's been more reasonable than anyone else in trying to give, like, maybe to friend Toronto a little bit. Being like, this is a team in 12th in the league, and they haven't had their number one goalie all year. They've had some injuries. I still can't get to this. It doesn't make sense. Like, the Jets are playing too well, in terms of their defensive play. And I know Connor Hellebuck has helped cover up a lot, but they're so good at making games, a coin flip. They're so structured. And then you look at the Toronto side of things and everyone's been pointing out all the soft goals that get in their net. I think it's been a little less bad than, than some people would probably have, you believe. But um, this just, this number is just hard for me to get to Toronto's also shown no home ice advantage at all this season. And I think maybe that's actually a bit of like a real thing. They, I just feel like it's not a great environment. It's so negative. There's so much pressure. It's not loud. There's, it just, I don't really buy that mattering. And you look at, obviously, for Winnipeg, this isn't much of a road trip. So I can't get to it. I I just, it doesn't really make sense to me. I think plus 116 is too long. And I think anything better than even money, kind of pending the Shifley Velarde word uh, is a good bet.
2: Yeah. Oh, boy. We we, we were kind of surprised too, right? Because we talked yesterday. Like I have a feeling that this this is going to be the time to start buying or selling high on the jets. And then this line dropped and Maybe we're wrong, Tim. (laughs) This is, this is a weird one.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's it's exactly where I was going with. This is like, I thought we were going to be ready to sell on Winnipeg. And you know, I like you leave off of my legal pad here before the lines drop um, in the afternoon, day before the game, I kind of write down my spots and teams on back to backs, whatnot. And, I did not have Winnipeg written down because I thought no chance I, it would be, you know, the books would spit out a line that, um, you know, made me want to play on them. Cause you know, you said we, we're looking like everyone's talking about how great Winnipeg is like a Stanley Cup legit contender. I, I think my problem with this line is, is it this way? Because the, you know, the injuries are probably going to be like for the worst for Winnipeg, like, you know, they're not, they're not going to play Velarde and Shifley. Like, because I just can't get to here. And especially, Nick, the point with the home ice, such a good point. The, the home ice, even with getting baked in here, like, it's a Super Bowl crowd there. That's, like, a, a good way to look at it. Like, this is – and it's nothing against them. I feel bad that a lot of the real fans can't get there. Like, it's just how it is. And we have to handicap it accordingly. I just don't get to this number. I mean, could it be Sammy, too? Like, I know he's been better, but still, like, I don't know why you want to lay – Much with against a good Jets team with Samsonov or even Jones, the way he's kind of run out of gas,
0: yeah. And I mean, it sounds almost like Villardi and Shifley are more on the side of probable. And if they don't go, I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll take plus 115. The Leafs could lose this game 20 different ways. (laughs) And and again, I'm I think I'm more pro Leafs than anyone else. I think some of these breakdowns that are getting highlighted recently are things that like 25 teams do. And if you wanted to pick through their last five games, you could find a comparable goal. And it's just different in Toronto. And I still can't arrive at this. And yeah, I, I think the Jets, like we've said, they're going to come down to earth. They're winning a ton of close games. I Even for a goaltender as incredible as Connor Hellebuck, and I know he's not playing in this game, it's still going to be hard for him to post that kind of result. So I do think they're going to come down closer to the pack and look like a Dallas Stars and that sort of thing. But yeah, this is just this is a pretty wild number. I think this will be a really popular play on Wednesday, and for good reason.
1: Yep, oh, uh, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little
2: scary. Um,
0: but the, and last thing I'll slide in here, Mike, is just you could tell me the Leafs outshoot them thirty-six to twenty, and they might, and
2: I'd probably still play this number. So, right. Yeah. No, I I think that's fine. Even with Brassois, the the most underratedly handsome. Uh, so, uh, player well, in the league.
1: And this means that Toronto's power rated better than Winnipeg.
2: Yeah, with, with the injuries and the goaltending. Yeah. It's I, I, I it's just weird. still
1: like don't really get there.
2: Yeah. It's weird. It it is. Um okay, so that's one. Uh I like the Blues uh in a uh sell high spot on, on Vancouver. The Canucks I don't think they were very good in Chicago, but they just didn't need to be and kind of just got in there and got out of there with the two points. Uh, St. Louis is plus 180 on the road. It's a bad spot for St. Louis uh, back-to-back and uh, with some travel going from Calgary to uh, Vancouver. But And I do think that this number could tick up a bit uh, on the Blues. I think that they are one team that I'm going to have in my pocket for the second half as a a pesky underdog in these kind of spots. They're still alive in the playoffs. Uh, it's a, a team that has the offensive upside to give a team like Vancouver – issues bennington's going on uh tuesday night so that kind of makes me breathe a little easier just because i know as tim said on yesterday's pod i just don't know ever what to expect out of uh out of jordan (laughs) and i don't think anybody does um and it's just going to come to the point where vancouver's the prices are going to get too high i think we're getting there now so uh it's not my favorite your big underdog play of the season for sure but uh I do think that the St Louis team is is has a little bit more teeth to them than than this number uh would suggest on Wednesday night Nick uh anything here on on the Canucks and Blues
0: no I I don't disagree at all I think is this, this number is closer to Blues for me and I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw to Smith so I'd, I would keep that in mind if I was betting early not that that might probably move the number enough that the Canucks are uh like that you're going to get a better number or a worse number on the Canucks. But I um, I agree. I think you look at what the Canucks have done recently and it, it's kind of comparable to the Jets. And it goes back to the point we always say in the NHL where I think like the overall game is more marginal than people think. Like if you look at what the Canucks are doing, if they had average goaltending, it probably suggests they should be winning like games at a lower percentage of the time than they have. And I think that's kind of been, like you look at the Toronto performance, Credit to them for coming out like a house like just ripping, but also, they blew a three-goal lead in a game where Toronto's goalies were not very good, and some of those goals from the outside were pretty ugly. Like, they, it felt like here, I don't know if the word around, like, the States was a little different. Vancouver got so much credit for winning that game. Like, everyone was like, hell yeah, they stuck it to the Leafs, like, whatever. Everyone was waiting for this to happen. And they needed their goalie to make, like, 43 saves, and some of their goals were pretty chintzy, so... I, w- I don't think it was that convincing. If I was on that team, I like I don't think I'd be overly pumped about, overly pumped about it. Um, and granted, it is only one game, but you said kind of the same comment about the black Blackhawks game. The Coyotes game, I think, can be in that boat. The Sabres, too. Like, you look at their last five, and they've t- it's just been really competitive hockey. And I think the Blues are more capable of doing that. So I'm, I'm almost thinking the more I look at this, the more I don't mind it. Maybe kind of seeing what how the blues look tonight, too might kind of be a little interesting in my mind as well. So yeah, I think kind of blues are pass
1: um, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm just really scared to look dumb betting against Vancouver. Like I just I don't love how that sounds in my head. And sorry, I like to have fun. If this was like a two game slate. And this was one of the games maybe I'd play St Louis I <laughs> know that's not a good reason but I just don't want to go uh, searching for it here Nick you you said that you know uh Toronto kind of caved in Vancouver there especially uh, in the second half of that game at the end and Demco was great but to me that's just like a testament to a good regular season team for right now and that like they a lot of teams let up that lead and that's why they're a middle team like that's they they can do it a bunch of different ways every night. I feel like when we play these dogs, we start to map out, like, okay, what are the reasons, you know, they what are the things they can exploit, this and that. Like, Vancouver, to me, is like, okay, if they don't have their fastball, like, their, cur- their curveball is pretty good. Like, they their other things are, are good enough for, obviously, a limited St. Louis team on a back back
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I I'm not trying to say they're, like, I just think they're more in the pack and kind of people think yeah but granted they have amazing goaltending and better than average I mean this season way better than average finishing ability on display but you look at some of the guys down the lineup I don't think they're gonna shoot the way they have so far and then defensively they're they're good but not like incredible team like their results have kind of shown at times so I just yeah and I mean we're talking about a plus 180 bet here so it's you're right <laughs> one of those things it's tough on these betting shows when you say stuff like that right because then i think people like hear your take and you're talking about it in the frame of like a you're arguing that st louis is going to win this game like 38 percent of the time or whatever and then people like take your kind of quotes out of context and it's like it sounds like you're just ragging on a team like the canucks are the best team in the league i just think they're due to lose games at a slightly higher rate than they have
2: yeah, if you were you were a bigger celebrity than you are, Nick, and I, and I put you squarely in the C level category. Um, there would be a C's tabloid pretty... tabloid headline that says, you know, hockey handicapper Nick Martin says Blues better than Canucks."
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I think yeah.
0: C level is probably even a little generous here, but uh, eh, I
1: don't you know. Go.
2: I don't know mean, uh, it's a good
1: it's a good point though like the out of context of it like we're arguing over the one tiny like path here and we're like Nick thinks it's a little more open and I think it's just a little more close like that's like what it is out of like the million things that can happen in a game
0: oh you could snip like a hundred clips from this show in the last month where we sound like complete idiots I think <laughs> if you didn't give it much context
2: uh okay, game that's uh closer to a coin flip than that one uh Tim you're your underdog. You're not ter- terribly convinced. Uh, that's how you, you you told us before the show. Uh, your Boston Bruins are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. Bruins minus one thirty-five. The Hurricanes are plus one fifteen, and a total of six. The Bruins are just following like the same rhythm they always do. Every time they start to teeter, and I'm like, huh, maybe they're gonna you know fall back, and and could maybe the Panthers or the Leafs or the Lightning or whoever could nip at their heels a bit here. Um, uh, they just Rhyme off like four or five nondescript wins in a row. Uh, and and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wow, Boston's won eight out of 11. And they're like eight, one and two. This is happening again. Uh, nonetheless, the the Hurricanes, they, they're, they're packing some punch lately, too. And, and you're looking at Carolina here on the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, as a Boston guy, uh, I'm known as kind of a hater because I always I'm a pessimistic type of fan. I always see more reasons they can lose than they can win and so when I saw Carolina as a dog here I'm like okay this might be a good match for the Bruins to you know lose their first game in in five straight this great winning streak they've been on here but then I looked up the projected starter Spencer Martin for um Carolina Nick any relation Who who the hell is this
0: <laughs> yeah no relation <laughs> they pick you know he had done okay in Columbus um but yeah like Like what you went on here, Tim, I think this could be a good spot to target uh, Swayman or Olmark, whoever gets the start, depending on how low the shot total is because it is Boston, so I'm hoping it'll still not be above 20.5 given their defensive play. But I think this could be a good one to target the old classic Carolina storyline, which we saw on Sunday where they just have to keep pressing and pressing for offense and versus Boston specifically, they might have more of a mindset of just throwing trashy shots at the net every point shot everything from the outside, just funnel it to the net. Um, So that's kind of the one angle I had here. And I think that kind of goes into what you're saying, Tim, with like, that's cl- like clearly the biggest difference, especially when we're talking about a team like Carolina, where I truly believe they're pretty good at defense. Like I think maybe the Oilers early on this year, the goaltending was pretty bad. You could probably pick out a few more plays where it was just a complete breakdown, right? I think Carolina is like as good defensively as their analytics suggest. Like this team... Everyone knows under rod, they pay attention to detail in their own zone. They're, they're pretty sharp. And I just think that just could set up such a good narrative for them to just funnel shots on goal, but yeah, the gap and just, it feels like this is one of those ones where Boston just finds a way to win, but you don't feel like convinced about it, but they also do it all the time. So you're just like, Hey, you got to tip my cap, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, the goal to anything for sure in Carolina has given them trouble, you know, in the, in this you know, recent Bruins era. Also, I'll note the Bruins, they do, when you look at their schedule here, like they're, th- these last five games, they caught Colorado in a bad spot. They take care of business. They're catching Montreal in a bad spot. They take care of business. We we should be, you know, I, I would, it would take me too long to actually do the real math on this, but the Bruins might be the best team in the league at capitalizing when the other team is in a bad spot. It feels like they... They never fall asleep when the other team is in a bad spot. And that's why they've, you know, been so good in the regular season. It's like, I think I need to pay closer attention to that because when teams are in a bad spot against them, like, good luck. A lot needs to go right for you to beat the Bruins in the regular season, that is.
0: Yeah, they also just win like every game. <laughs> so they just win every game. There's know, that many spots that they're bad in. But I agree. I think – but they're they're also obviously just legit, legit good. You know the other one I would throw out for what I feel like that, Tim, is the Rangers. I always feel like when we they hope. come off like a bad loss. Yeah, hopefully that's well, – I mean, be it's because they get served up
2: a million good <laughs> schedule spots a year. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about the the big board, and then we'll get to best bets and get out of here till Thursday morning. Uh, we'll start with Coyotes and Panthers in Florida. Coyotes are plus 180. Panthers are minus 210. They just snapped their schneid uh, with a win over the Predators. Matthew Kachuk is on a heater. Uh, total here is six. Coyotes benefited from the goal of the season, I would say. Uh, they became the first team in NHL history to record a power play goal without recording a power play shot. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go f- you can go find it easily uh, in a in a five two win over Pittsburgh. I think this one is a sneaky under, a uh, uh, sneaky overtime look because I think we know what Arizona's is going to give you. They are a little banged up though; that's a little concerning. So that that would be the only thing I would come close to considering here. Um, don't want to bet against our Coyotes. They're still in the thick of the playoff mix, and uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, Nick, anything on on Panthers and Coyotes?
0: No, I didn't have much here either. I'm I'm literally in the exact same place as you, where I was like looked at it, I was like oh, I'm not going to pay. Minus 220 to fade our Coyotes, but I could almost get talked into it the way Florida's still going and the way the Coyotes are winning. Um, that game the other night was exactly the kind of win when we were throwing out Terygni all summer. That was the kind of win we were like, the, the Coyotes need these. They need games like that. Yep. And I don't know. It feels like their avenues to winning this one is it's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I thought the price looked right, if anything, Maybe could see Florida being deserving of being a hair more favored than minus two twenty.
1: It, it's um, you know, Libo, if you undersold it, th- those are the type of plays the Coyotes make. Okay, you know, they they force teams in a right. into things like that. That's that is Yotes hockey, <laughs> but they they all our bet all all our yotes kind of love here. We're gonna really find out um in the next couple of weeks after the All Star break and. This little Florida to Carolina stretch back to back. Florida Tampa on the road. This is, it's not cutting time for for our Yotes bets. We we're really gonna find out uh, a lot about them. Florida to me, uh, despite the little schneid they were on, I was on them against Nashville on Monday night. They, they're just so, they we keep saying it even even with the little lull. Like I, I think they're the most um, Stanley Cup, you know, fit roster. They they just. They can just beat you in so many different ways, and especially a kind of a limping Coyotes team here. I, I want not, no part of it, but but I don't fade our Yotes.
2: Go on, Nick.
0: Oh, I was just going to throw out there: if our Yotes win one out of the three games out of the three and four nights in in uh, this southeastern swing, I'll be pumped. Which yeah. sounds horrible, but I'm like, hey, one win would be great. Keep just Maybe stay alive. Get to the break. Oh, three points, three points would be insanity.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, now let's talk about your Capitals. Uh, they're in a tough spot here, uh, back-to-back, going to Colorado uh, after playing Minnesota on Tuesday night. We are recording before that one. Caps right now are plus 200. The, the uh, Avs minus 245, a total six here. I think the Avs, not, not something I do very often, but if if you wanted to square parlay something, the Avs, I think, make a, a pretty good leg here. Uh, it's a great spot. They seem to kick things into gear a bit, uh, and Against a Capitals team like just gonna have all sorts of issues scoring with Colorado, uh, I think this matchup actually works out quite well for Colorado even at this price. So I'll, I'll give out the the second leg in a, in a little bit, but I like Colorado as as part one of a of a little square parlay here. Uh, Tim, anything for you on on Caps and Abs?
1: Yeah, I went with the um, on open year. I think it was minus two ten. Nick, you you were on it too. I just went with the um, risk one unit, um, you know, to win a half a unit, essentially. I don't – didn't mind that play. It's a little too high now. Leboff, I would endorse your um, parlay. Also, sometimes you can get a good number on regulation. Um, I, I would endorse probably puck line as well if you really, really were last minute playing it. Um, the Avs are on the the classic uh, Tim spot, first game back from a little roadie out east. But um, capitals back to back, and that's that, that's tough for them. that's a, that's a tall task for um for the caps here. Colorado, they're they're just head and shoulders above this capitals team. I, I don't know what else to tell you. it's it's a they're a deserving big favorite and it probably should be even a little more.
0: Yeah, I think um chop around depending on where you're at too, like out of the uh, places I've opened right now, some of the puck lines are plus 120 while the money lines minus 245 at both. So that's kind of one thing to factor in too, if you're considering which way to play um, in general, those will have similar EV. And I think you could consider just like the abs to win by three or four too, if you wanted to put like some sprinkles on that too. I'm not going to, I don't think there's much of a case for the caps here. They're just going to look to hang around and not make mistakes and try to capitalize on the few chances that they will generate. But that's not much of a case, and um, if you're going to play in your end the whole time versus Colorado, that's that's typically a tough recipe to just get goaltending and not give up chances that are just full-blown breakdowns, so it's hard for me to see the path for the Caps hanging around in this one.
1: And, and I, I'll add one more thing. I do worry about, um, at times, how often Colorado's star players play, but even with the um, you know first game back from a roadie, they had a couple of days off here which I think is is huge for them in terms of resting those guys. Right back to it. Uh,
2: another big dog, actually the biggest dog on the slate. No surprise. It's Chicago. They are plus 240. Seattle's sitting right around minus 300 uh, at home and a, a rare five and a half total here. So uh, not much faith in, in either of these two offenses and a lot of faith in Joey Decord I'm lighting it up. Uh, I know Philip Grubauer, I think, has been activated, but I'd be... I guess maybe this is a not a terrible spot to give him uh, if that's not been confirmed yet. But nothing for me here, Timbo. You, uh, you might just go ahead and do
1: it, though. I might. I might. I mean, come on. Uh, the Kraken... Do they deserve to be a near minus 300 favorite against anyone? Come on. Come on. I might. I might for like a half unit quarter unit, maybe like Hawks score first. I don't know. But like it's just it just sticks out like a sore thumb. You see Kraken and then see minus two, nine, eight. It's like that those two things don't go together well.
0: Yeah, I do have one play I'll put out there this game because I think I have a better feel for what the prop price will be. Um I think McCann targeting him to go over two and a half shots is going to be a good play. I was on this the first or the game in New York, the game in Edmonton. And then was lucky I actually passed on the last one. But I think with him as top line center in this spot, and for his shot and who, what he means on the team, I'm almost surprised looking at like some of his scoring aver- or shooting averages from this year. So I would play this to minus 110, which I think is like that's a big, like obviously the, the numbers are going to be worse versus Chicago, and that would be a big adjustment compared to what it has been. So Um, I'm hoping that it it could even be like plus 105, given that that would still be lower than it's been granted. The last three teams they played were actually good teams, but I think that there's a lot of uh, ways for that to work out right now. And now that he's getting more time on the top unit, which uh, I mean, makeshift top unit, but I think that's just kind of a good angle to go into right now, him getting going and kind of carrying this team.
1: Nick, Nick. The argument just needs to be, how many times have you played this prop in the last two years? I, I love
0: this. A one. ton. A ton this I know. it's a great and, one. And it's it's good because I feel like we didn't get bogged down into playing it somehow when he wasn't shooting that much this year. And then that first Rangers game, I looked at where he was in the lineup and I was like, what? This is still the the number? And so I kind of feel the same way. I'm definitely going to have my eye on it tonight. I think it'll be a good look for this game.
1: Yeah, he's a volume shooter. Uh as he uh, should be. Yeah, he's he
2: basically it right now. Right, let's wrap this up before we get to best bets with Sabres and Kings. Uh Buffalo plus 160, Los Angeles minus 192. Uh total here six and a half. Sabres doing the Anaheim Los Angeles two steps. So they're on a the second night of a back to back. And uh the Kings are uh, they are circling the drain. 13 of 15, I believe they've they've lost. Pierre Luc Dubois starting to feel some serious heat. Uh, for the contract and the trade and Abe Velarde being uh, the best player in the world on the other end of it. And in Winnipeg, I like Los Angeles here though. I think this is a great spot. You're catching a team on the back to back. I know it's Anaheim to LA, not the most arduous of journeys, uh, but the Sabres aren't very good. Uh, David Riddick is snapped into uh, Patrick Waugh form. And, and I mean, in terms of his goaltending chops, it's not his all world coaching shops. Uh, so I like the Kings as the the second leg with that Colorado play, plus 114 uh, at these money lines that we're giving out right now. Nick, Kings and Sabres, what do you got?
0: I like the Kings as well. I tried to really give them a fair viewing last night, and I do think their offense looked pretty stale versus San Jose. You know what part of the problem was, though, is that PLD looked absolutely horrific on the top line, and I, I gave out props on him for that game. And... He lasted two periods before they took him right off. So, which was fair because he was horrific. I'm just thankful he got three shots. So I split the props I gave out. I had someone on Twitter comment, "Nice, great call on Dubois last night." I honestly don't know if he was being sarcastic or not because one of the bets <laughs> I gave out won, and one of the bets I gave out lost. And it's possible that he was on the loser. Or so if you're out there, I hope I hope you're on the winner. But um, <laughs> he's horrible, and I'm starting to worry. Like. The Kings are scuffling a little bit, but this is just such a good spot for them. Like what they are capable of is still so much more than what we've seen. And I do think maybe that the offense is more stale than some of the analytics are showing and that maybe they're not going to entirely come out of it. They also should just be ready to skate the Sabres out of the building in this spot. And they can still play so well defensively. Um, I, I, I think minus 192 is honestly not, like they deserve to be a bigger favorite than that even as I try to reevaluate if maybe I've been like giving them too much credit. Cause I think they have been kind of the new senators for me in the pod in that there's been a lot of losses given out on the Kings lately.
1: (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Um, early, early best bet here for me. This, this is going to be my best bet. The Kings basically, um, you know, any which way I like puck line, if you want it, I like regulation. I went with the, um, risk basically a full unit for about a half unit win that well, nothing gets you right. Like playing Buffalo on a back-to-back, right? I mean, hopefully if, if this doesn't cure it, I don't know what will then we can really uh, send this team into outer space. I haven't budged them much from, you know, my power ranking. I, cause I still think that they have all the qualities to be really good. And we've seen their ceiling, and this is definitely for sure the floor. I also Nick pointed out uh, when we went head to head, not to you know bring it back up from a week or two ago, but um, the Kings were dealt some pretty tough spots in that um, you know losing streak there, as well as some overtime shootout, lock one goal games. Like I, I actually don't think it was as bad as it looked. I think it was kind of what we see in things like baseball and hockey, in that you know every game is you know supposed to be a different you know, different thing. It's not a roulette wheel. Like they just happen to lose a lot in a row and get a lot of bad bounces in a row. And um, has the offense not looked great? Yeah, you're right. But I think it's, they're better than this. They're going to get right. And I think this is a good spot for it.
0: Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. And I think we've made those points. I was just trying to like, you know, give myself a fair viewing and try to consider if maybe there are some things offensively that are actually going to be problematic moving forward because it has been a pretty pretty dry spell
1: i mean uh, nick i just hit the ability to finish i hit them just one less time than you <laughs> realistically
0: like. but the, you tr- you know you convert that into a win and start, of, start you know your vibe over uh picking them is, is a whole different thing so exactly i agree
2: i think we talked about this when the kings were on their heater uh cuz people are like oh is this the best team in the league and we're like at the time yeah but that doesn't correlate into, oh, you should bet this team right now to win the Stanley Cup. We, we kind of said, look, there's going to be a lull. And if you believe that this team is as good or close to as good as they were showing in in that streak uh, in uh, late November, early December, then just wait for the lull and then get in. And this seems like it is uh, the time. So uh, take a look around, I guess, on Los Angeles stuff if, if you were interested back then. Because I don't really think there's a reason why you should be completely off this team right now either. All right, best bets, Tim. You said Kings. Uh, I'm going with the Jets. I we we've talked about it. This this line doesn't make much sense. I know that there are some lineup concerns for for Winnipeg with uh, Shipley and Velarde. Uh but we're they're going into Toronto, and I I made this point a lot about Buffalo uh, this season, and the Leafs I think are a rich man's version of it, which is they win a couple games. They they beat you know Calgary and a, and a Seattle team that was ravaged by the flu. They didn't even play that team out of the, the park. I mean, Samsonov was was good, even though he faced only 16 shots and made some 10 bell saves late to keep that game from going overtime. Uh and the good kind of vibes start flowing, and everyone's like, all right, like this Leafs team should start pointing in the right direction. And that's exactly the time you want to start going the other direction. And uh I'm a little perplexed by this number. I think Winnipeg is head and shoulders better than them. The goaltending matchup, as Nick said, like the Leafs could shoot, outshoot this team 40 to 25. Uh, and lose 5-2 pretty easily here. So uh, even with Brassois in and, and some injury concerns for the Jets, I, I like Winnipeg here. Um, if people are are overreacting to the loss in Boston, it makes no sense to me. So Jets are, are my best bet. Nick, take us home.
0: Yeah, I'm going to transition. I'm going to just quickly rethrow. I think McCann's my best bet on the board, just given that we've already kind of, uh, you know, talked about the Kings money line, I think is a little boring as much as I believe in it. Same thing with... Uh, Avs money line. So I like McCann over two and a half shots to minus 110. I think that it's a great time to target riding him as the top line center. They're facing Chicago. They should get their chances, should be able to earn their power plays where he gets a lot of shots. So I think the number hasn't been moved enough for his updated role. And he was kind of trending lower than than I would expect uh, before that in terms of his shots on goal. So I think going with McCann over two and a half is my uh, favorite bet on the board.
2: All right. Sounds fun. Kings, Jets, McCann—all about those bets on Wednesday night. We'll be back for the, to preview Thursday, and we'll talk a little bit about the schedule for the, the upcoming couple of weeks here because the NHL kind of goes dark around the All Star game. But we'll we'll give some bets maybe for whatever they're deciding to do with the skills competition. I still don't understand it. Um, I don't really understand anything about the All Star game at this point. It just has gotten so convoluted. But uh, maybe we should just everybody who complained about world versus. You know, Team North America is probably kicking themselves. You know, I would love to watch Team Mussolini like take on Owen Nolan right now. Um, <laughs> but until then, uh, best of luck with your bets for Wednesday. We'll see you again on Thursday.
1: Action Network reminds you: Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available twenty four seven at one eight hundred Gambler.